previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. There were people here to kill me. They all had black arrows with red fletching. They are now locked up in Sheriff Finrail's jail. Did Will Mina send you over here to interrogate these boys? Yes, with my very erect penis. It's my man. Yes, my name is Man. My man. Tell me, is Amelia alive? Who's Amelia? Amelia's the one that killed Raven. Oh, yeah. I remember her very well. And her head flying off. You know, we were never coming after you. Amelia thought you would be the easier take, but Wilhelmina was the bigger target. So you were hired by Roscoe, correct? Yes, we were hired by Roscoe. We're just interested in pretending to be orc steel. I know nothing about that. I only know that he is hiring lots of people to go after Wilhelmina. And I know that he is hiring lots of people to be part of these orc deterrent raiding parties. I know that the type of arrows you guys use are specific to your group, correct? It's a group of weapons dealers known as Steelglade. They are based out of Ryford. We have a contact in Ryford that I'm not going to tell you about. I want to cast Detect Thoughts on him. The thought that pops into his mind is of a hanging sign over a tavern that says the Black Waters. And then inside there's a man with a black coin on a table in the back. I want to go to Rohifnal or whatever that place was. Ryford? Yeah. So you guys uh, saddle up your horses and you head out to Ryford. It's like Noshpur, but, you know, bigger. bigger. And then tonight we can go out over to the west side to try to catch us an arms dealer. And eventually you arrive outside a derelict-looking building that is black with soot. And above the door hangs a sign that says, The Black Waters. Welcome to another episode of the Death Saving Bros Podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have Brad Richards. Oh, I was so not prepared for that. Ben Renfro. Always hustling. Brad Renfro. And that's where we get the lamb chop. Eric Nemeth. I'm confused. And Matt Smith. I'm going to apologize in advance. I'm a little bit sick, so I probably sound like I have a dick in my mouth, which is usually a guarantee, but even more so. Wait, (laughs) Harry Potter and Hermione (laughs) had a great session, and it was a fairy fuck, and it took them out of this world. You're welcome. Took them several weeks to get back to Earth. We are a 5th edition actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, and Eric is back. Hooray. We are about to welcome his new character, and we're excited to find out who that is. So, who remembers what happened last week? I was not you. So I can start this and just like the uh, team building exercises we were trying today, someone else can kind of piggyback off of this. I remember we went to, forgot the name of the town, but we were at the city and my character Jet was explaining kind of the outlay of the city where like the 
bad neighborhood was, was we were trying to find something there. What? I haven't been corrected yet, so I'm not necessarily wrong. You have one thing written down. <laughs> this is the one note that we have from Rixies, everyone. And episode. I can read it if you want me to. So, Ryford is where the mercenaries are hired from. Dash used Detect Thoughts to find the base of operations. It is out of a tavern at by water with a sign that reads Black Waters. And there's a man in the back at a table with a black coin. So we were going to go talk to the Steel Glades about the arrows. Or that was an option. Um, Finrael has been a hard ass for about 15 years. And I know that trainers are coming from Twinton for my gym. And that's what I know. When the fuck did all of this happen? Last week. Yes, it did. On Death Saving Bros Podcast. Eat dicks so there was the dude in the tavern with the black coin who is pretty much gives the mercenaries their jobs and then there was another reason that we were going to the city and i think it was something to do with the arrows yeah weren't we also trying to and the steel glade right yeah the steel glade armory is here right right so you guys were in south salt wilhelmina opened up the brothel and um you went and talked to man the elf and he is a part of the shade arrows he told you that the shade arrows get their communications their jobs from a man that is in the black waters tavern in ryford ryford is outside of the salt mine valley on the orange river so you guys went there jet was able to explain everything to you and you headed directly to the black waters you are now outside the door of the black waters tavern don't look at me. I have no idea what happened. I have no idea what's going on. So for the first five minutes, I'm going to sit here and let you guys handle some stuff until I figure out what the hell I'm doing. Literally, my recap was everything I have on this right now. But if we're standing outside the door, we should either go in or I'd you know, sneak a sneak around the back. I knock on the door. We It's in. a tavern. We go in the door. I knock. I open the door and go into the tavern. I wait till the door closes and then knock. Kind of like Sheldon. Knock, knock, knock. Penny. Knock, knock, knock. Penny. Knock, knock, knock. Penny. Similarly, yes. Okay, well... I feel like a Big Bang reference is gonna lose us listeners. I'm <laughs> 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 just saying. <laughs> wow. Dosh, Ambionitis, and Jet, you guys all walk into the, the Blackwaters, and uh, Brixius, you knock again on the door after they have entered in. Ambionitis, you can clearly hear him knocking from inside the tavern. I'm going to open the door and say, hello, yes, how may I help you? I shake your hand. I am Brixius. I am here. Oh, <laughs> greetings, Brixius. Please come in. Join oh, us. Oh, I think you came to the wrong place. Oh, really? What place is this? This is the white ground. Oh, you're right. I wasn't looking for the white ground. I was looking for the uh, yellow river. Er, the golden river? <laughs> green sky. Um, Yeah, no, we're here. Uh, Blackwater, let's go. You guys all enter into the tavern, and you see that everybody in this room is staring at you. I start staring back at them. Why? Because you just had this whole weird encounter on the threshold of this tavern in the seedy part of town. What races are staring at me? So the way that the room is laid out, you have booths 
that are in little alcoves all along the back wall and the right wall. On the left side, there is a short bar with three stools and a man behind it who is leaning on the bar with one hand on his hip and his brows furrowed at you. It is a human man with very large arms and a broad chest. At the bar, there is an elf sitting there with his mug halfway to his lips, and he has very long, black, slimy-looking hair. Mm. In the back, there are two hooded figures sitting at a booth, and to your right, you see a dwarf and a human woman who are also staring at you. Well, I'm going to act like we've been drinking all night and pretend to be drunk. Um, and stumble over towards the it's bar. It's still early evening. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes so much sense. Roll performance or deception. Your choice. 18. All right. You look drunk. What, have you guys never seen some hat forks walking here before? I completely ignored this ignorant scenario that's about to play out with my brother and go straight to the bar and sit down like a normal fucking human being. Yes, come friends, have another drink with me. Well, not a human being because I'm an orc. You know what I mean, damn it. The bartender looks at you and says, we don't know you. I don't know you. So what are you doing here? Sitting. Oh, but is this not a tavern for everyone? Let's have all have a drink. You know this, right? I pull out a gold piece. He nods <laughs> at you. Uh, give me a persuasion check. 21, but it might actually be higher because I'm not sure I wrote that down right. But okay. it's at least 21. So he's, he nods at you in agreement and says, the rest of you buying drinks? Oh, but of course. The night is young. And I take out a, a gold piece for the Roughly the what time of day is it? Early evening. So like seven or eight. And you're already pretending to be shit-faced? Proud of you, bud. <laughs> Damn. Okay, yeah, I sit down, and what does this guy serve? Well, what do you want? You got any specialty drinks? He kind of grunts and then pours you uh, a beer and puts it down and says, Here, here's my specialty. It's called beer. Oh, that I spit in. You did not seem spit in it. Well, I say thank you for rudely pouring this drink, my friend. I'm Ambionitis Hammerbottom. Nice to meet you. Now you can ditch the fucking attitude and we can have a conversation. Payment first. How much is it? Beer is two coppers. I give him two coppers. All right. You want to talk, though, it's going to be a little more. <sighs> Wait. Before I even say this, Dungeon Master, we're in this bar. Oh, I guess I asked my group. What the fuck are we doing here? So we're looking for a dude with a black coin. Oh. Okay, back to this bartender. What do you know about a gentleman with a white coin? A white coin? Correct. I don't know shit about a guy with a white coin. I never went over and sat down at the bar. I'm going to go over to the hooded figures in the corner that are sitting over there and go have a seat at the table with them. Actually, I walk up to the bartender, I buy two beers, and I walk over and sit with uh, the two gentlemen over there in the hooded figures. Okay, minus four coppers for you. 
Fair enough. And you approach the table. I'm going to slide in my drink, though, on the way over and just say an extra for the table. I don't actually want to be drunk. I'm just pretending. I'm trying to pay attention. I don't take, I don't know. Jet, keep it. You need it. So you leave his beer, you take your beers over to the table, and you see that there's a black coin embedded in the table. All right, well, when I sit down, you said there was two people with hooded figures? Yes. Are they at the same table or two separate tables? They're at the same table. All right, well, I sit down and I slide them each a beer. The one hooded figure looks at you and says, can I help you? Yes, you can. Uh, side note. <laughs> what are we trying to figure out from these guys? <laughs> Bro, I'm completely unprepared for this. <laughs> so am I, and I got to the table. All right, I'll just wing it. So, you gentlemen. Fucking winging it. All right, gentlemen, here's the deal. So, we ran into some people of yours over in South Salt, and they had sent us to you to get information. And who might these people be? No, I did not get any names from them. I don't. I just ran into them. We were talking, and they said if I needed information about some things to go visit the people at this tavern, you guys specifically sitting in the corner with the uh, black coin on the table, and I believe this is the right place. Well, we don't know anything, so you can move along. All right, well, my question for you is dealing with... uh, what is it going to cost for me to get a little information? I don't know what kind of information you're looking for. Exactly. Whoa. Maybe if you could enlighten me exactly with why you sat down at my table and passed me a beer. Because I know what you do, and I know... Oh, really? I do. What, what exactly is it that I do? What you do is you, you hire... Okay. I know where I want to go with this. Yeah, I'm trying to be... Fly down, Tosh. Pretty much. We know that a signature of the people you deal with is a special type of arrow. And we know where you get those arrows from, and we know who the people are that use them, and they're the only people that use these arrows. So I know that you are tied in with them. And let's say that I was involved with these arrows. What exactly is it that you want from me? I'm looking for information on a specific target that these people are going after. Well, now, I think you and uh, this other gentleman are in a little bit of the same boat. And you look over, and uh, now that you are sitting next to him, you can see that the other man in the hooded figure that you are sitting next to is a human. He is a very... Well, actually, um, Eric, why don't you go ahead and describe your character? Uh, tall, well-built, strong, with a beard. Looks like it, um, he grew up rich, but also fought a lot. So you're a lumberjack. Kind of. <laughs> and have you played armor. And what is your name, sir? Prothean. Prothean. Gotcha. Well, Prothean, I am Brixius. It is a pleasure to meet you. As far as I know so far. Pleasure to meet you, too. Well, the both of you are looking for information. I don't just give information. And that is why I asked what it would cost for some information. Why don't you sit around the bar for a little while, and then you might just see what it costs. And he stands up, and he walks behind the bar and into the back. Dosh, Ambionitis, and Jet, you are all sitting at the bar. 
you're drinking and uh, or you have your drinks in front of you and then the bartender turns to you, Dosh, and says, wait, what kind of instrument is that that I see on your back? A lightning enchanted lute. So you're a bard, huh? I suppose I am. Bards that come in here play. Shit. I hide my drum. (laughs) (laughs) I hide Lucy. I don't have anything prepared. I'll rap for you. I can lay down the drum beat for you. (laughs) Bards that come in here, they play or they don't stay. Oh, come on, buddy. (laughs) It'll just be like karaoke night. All right, all right. You want me just like do it right here? Like, <laughs> pick a spot. And do you guys have like a stage or? No, there's no stage. Just like stand up on top of the bar. Like, what do you want me to do here, dude? It's your bar. I don't know. You're the you're the bard. You pick your spot. You go <laughs> play us a song. Entertain us. I mean, if that's the case, then I mean you. Your choice. I'm gonna stand right up and right up on top of his bar, right in front of him. Okay. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> three to the one, and the one to the three. I like good pussy, and I like good tree. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh no! Did that just happen? Oh my no. god! I can't leave that. Is it bad? I want to get her to leave with me. Conversation in no, her no, sleep. Is it bad that that didn't come a shock to me that that's what he said? <laughs> you are on fire tonight. See, motherfucker, that talk a lot. Uh, I've been to the motherfucking mountaintop. Heard motherfuckers that dean a lot. Shake that by Eminem is the first thing that comes to your mind. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Shake that. When I bust your ass, I'm gonna continue to rock. When I bust your ass, I'm gonna continue to rock. Get that in there for some fucking reason. Get your hands on the wall with your two liffies. Seems like spot. we're all struggling in this bar so far. <laughs> yes, you are. Okay, so Dosh starts singing that. People are kind of like. Glancing over at you, it's, it's very unorthodox for them. It's called bandit rap. I get up, walk over to the bartender. Okay. And I stand up and walk with Prothean over to the bar. I ask the bartender what happened to Grimsaw. You're going to find out as soon as uh, this bard finishes with his song, whatever, whatever that is. So do you have like a couple lines that we can go out with? I got nine to nine problems, but a lich ain't one. Hit me. So Dosh finishes up his song, and there's, like, one clap from the dwarf in one of the booths, and... Thank you, this guy gets it. And then the bartender turns around and pulls one of the keg handles, and then a hatch opens in the floor. We go down. Like, behind the bar? Nope, in the center of the room. Does anything come out of it? There's just nope. open hatch? Are we welcome to go... I'll take a look at it. What's that? The bartender says, this is what you guys came for, isn't it? And you see the dwarf and the elf lady and the elf guy sitting on the stool. All the people in the bar, they all walk down these stairs. Let's go. Oh. Are we going to get raped if we go down there? I know Probably. what's going on here. I get it. I go down the hatch. Go. I head down there we seen- last. Have we seen Miller, or whatever his name is, come back out yet? No, you have not. Is this one of those weird swinger bars? Does the bartender himself go down? No. 
I tell the bartender right. if this is a trick, I will be sending him to Torm. You're gonna be sending me to Torm? Well, you can go fuck off. I Get like down there guy. or leave. Like this guy. I go. That was very convincing. All right. As you guys descend these stairs, you at first you hear just a dull roar. It kind of sounds like the rushing of water. And then the farther down the stairs you go, the more it starts to grow into cheering. Go on. You Fight club cheering? You come around a corner and you see a giant ring. Yes. And there oh are... Boy. There is a multitude of people all standing around this ring as two humanoid figures are pummeling each other with their fists. I'm not upset with what I'm seeing. Not sure what this has to do with anything, but... Do I see the guy I'm looking for? No, you do not see the person that you are looking for. Prothean. Yes. Question for you. So, first off, I, I imagine me and you are walking kind of in the back since we kind of crept or uh, snuck our way down last. So I'm going to go forth and ask, so, first off, why are you in a cloak? A hooded cloak? Like the other gentleman was that we were talking to. Why would you wear a cloak? Okay, it just, to me... Bit suspicious, the hooded cloak and everything. To hide my armor. Do you have any ties in with him? I do not have ties. With okay, these fair enough. Bags. So he had mentioned how you were also looking for information. I am. All right. And may I ask who you're looking on information about? You may ask, but I won't answer. Don't know you well enough. Will you answer who you're tied in with? If there's anybody else you're working with or for? I'm looking for Torm. Torm? Yes. The god? And who is that? Do you not know of Torm, the god? Oh, I was not familiar with that. I'm sorry. I did not come from any place or part where we knew about that god. What is he the god of? The god of righteousness, the loyal fury, the true. No, so it's a good god that you're working for. All I want to know is, pretty much, it seems like me and you are pretty different people from different parts, but we're coming to this guy, both looking for information for some reason. And now I am not too familiar on this man or anything, so I want to know if I'm going to be able to trust you as we go forth, because this whole fighting ring and everything seems a little, it's kind of cool, but a little sketchy. I hold up my holy symbol and says it's all I need to know. All, all I'm trying to make sure with you right now is that if things go south with this guy, I'm trying to make sure that you will be someone that we might be able to watch each other's backs as we both try to get information from him. As long as you side with the righteous, you, can, uh, you don't have to worry about me. All right, well, I'm not going to swear to any god right now or anything, so I will tell you at least that I won't do you wrong. All right, I want to stand next to my brother and say, hey, if shit in this thing goes sideways, this is a legitimate fight club. So shit's going to hit the fan. If it goes sideways, find me. We're back to back. We'll get the fuck out of here. That's fine. We know what we came here for. Did, how did the talk go with the two hooded guys? Well, this is one of them. His name's Prothean. Prothean, this is my brother, Ambionitis. And then over there we got Dash, and we got Jet, like the plane. Nice to meet you. So pleasant to meet you all. Prothean, what, nice are you, what are you doing with the other hooded guy? Getting information, same as you. Just tried talking to him about this. Now, won't tell us what kind of information, but he's for the righteous, he says. So who is it exactly that we're trying to find? Miller, the uh, black hood hooded guy. He told us to stick around a little bit, and we'll see what goes on here. Well, then I guess we should just sit back and enjoy the show for a little bit. Miller's his name. His name is Miller something. Grenshaw. Crenshaw. Grenshaw. Something with a show. Grimshaw. Grim. Grimshaw. Thank you, Prothean. There you go. I mean, we 
we were here to try and figure out who hired the shade arrows to impersonate orcs. That was the reason we came to this specific oh. spot. Couldn't tell you because Dosh wasn't in that conversation. I'm just saying, if I would if I, I would have known that in that conversation, would have went a lot more smoothly. <laughs> but thank you for now. I know because I kind of left him. I think we'll be. I think we'll be good next time we talk. You said so. this is why we came here. We should sit back and see what he's trying to tell us about this place. Damn. Let's enjoy Brothian. the show for a little bit. Prothean, have you ever been down here before? I have not been here before. At that moment, one of the men in the ring with a right hook caused a tooth to fly out of the other man's mouth, and he goes down immediately. The fight is ended, and every, you hear half the crowd cheering, and I'm the cheering. other half booing, and you see money start exchanging hands. And somebody comes out into the ring and holds up the winner's hand and says, Ladies and gentlemen, we have another winner. This man is going to be rewarded. Please proceed to the back room where the, you will receive your reward. For those of you that have just joined us from the Black Waters, welcome. As you may know, this is a fight for reward. This is a fight where you get what you deserve. Fuck. If you wish to enter the ring, you will fight until one of you is either down or dead. Shit. Should you stand victorious, you will have your reward. And you will have an opportunity to progress for greater fame and glory. Let's do it! I jump up, I'm super stoked about it. Put your fucking hand down. Sit down. We all sit down. Or stand. We're in the crowd, right? Yes. Is people sitting or standing? Everybody's standing. Okay, so we don't sit down, we stand. (laughs) I look at my group remotely and say, okay, I bet you that your conversation with the hooded guy is going to lead to one of us having to fight somebody to get information because that dude's probably already in the back where they're rewarding people. And I'm totally down for that idea. Okay, I feel like this, if one of us is going to have to fight, we should probably sit here for a minute and figure it out. Who's going to fight? Those guys. Wait, is this fights with weapons or no weapons? I'm down. This is with fists. Oh, this is... I'm down. Who's got the highest strength? Definitely not. Dosh. Is it strength modifier? Yeah, that's yeah, it's fist. one plus. Well, not for you. You're a monk. Exactly. Oh, you do so that. So fist fighting is this whole thing. All I can say is character wise. Literally, why I said I'm doing this shit and try to run up there. I will do it. I'll do it. Character is, wise. Yes, because I want to accomplish something. I feel like I can accomplish more, and I want to do this because I know that you can't. Well, let's fucking think about this for a minute, there, guy. He's a monk. Yes, and I'm a half orc. Dumbass, you. that's your race. This is his thing. I'm a fighter, motherfucker. I'm I a fighter. That. He's a monk. Yes, He's a I fight. Bit shifty. I have my own gym. I have. You don't have I'm a fighter. shit. Yet. Yes, I do. It's open. There's trainers coming in. The gym is going. Is the gym open? What are you arguing? I walk around seeing if I can find my target. I still think I win. I should be doing this. Prothean, you are walking around the outer ring and you're looking. Give me a perception check. So either way, though, while they're arguing, I'm jumping up into the ring in my own excitement without them seeing me. I had a 10. Okay. Prothean, you're walking around the outer ring. You do not see anything. Jet, you jump into the ring. Super stoked. And the announcer says, we have a contender from the Black Waters. I want to whip out my loot. No. Um, are you playing it? Yes, I want to start playing. Okay, 
Okay. I don't want to use a bardic inspiration. Okay. Go ahead and give him the bardic inspiration. What does that do for me? You get a 1d6. Perfect. That you can use sometime in the next 10 minutes on either an ability check, an attack roll, or a saving throw. You can use it after you roll, but before you know the outcome of the roll. And while that music is playing in the background, the announcer says, and we have some epic entertainment music as well. Thank you, Bard. Contender, what is your name? Jet. Jet? Like Like the the plane. plane! Like the plane, everybody. I've accepted it at this point. They just, whatever. Strip Bear, you have no weapons in this fight. No magic. Sure don't. Only fists. Do I have to go down and collect his weapons? You can go down and collect them if I'll you want go to. Down and collect his, his pants? Weapons. No, he can fight in his pants. I heard strip bear. I'm just kidding. I'm not actually doing that. I'll go down and collect his weapons. Okay. And uh, you are now stripped of your equipment and your weapons. And the announcer says, We have our contender from the Black Waters, Jet Like the Plane, and his opponent. We have the mighty, the undefeated, the one and only Tuva Fremantle. And out Perfect. of out of the crowd steps a very broad, very muscular, tiefling woman. Tuva. And with every step oh, she with every step she takes it, somebody's playing a tuba. <laughs> And the crowd is shouting, Tuva, Tuva, Tuva. Toga. And um, she flexes her right arm. She flexes her left arm. And then she flexes her right arm over her head and then points out to the crowd. And they roar with approval. Oh, that's the same bolt. You're fucked, bud. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. I do the whole Suma thing where like- Right leg gets stomped down, and I stomp my left leg down. What race are you? Half elf. <laughs> and the what announcer. What you said this brought the tiefling? Yes. Oh, you're fucked, bud. Watch out for the tail. I'm I, never scared. I'm not even watching this. I walk over and I actually <laughs> slam my fist on the wall with anger and fury. Rising up, back on the street. And the I announcer says, "Reminder of the rules: no magic." Fists only, no weapons, no help from the outside crowd. It is to the death or until down. Fighters, on your marks, go. And I'm off. Roll for initiative. Oh, that was just going to get the jump on you. Super late here for me when I'm recording this mid-roll, but we hope you're enjoying episode 14. We apologize for those of you that had to wait the extra week to hear this. Like I said last episode, this month has been super busy between school, new jobs, weddings, people moving. Everybody over here at the Death Saving Bros is working really hard to make sure that we keep making the best content that we can for you. So we really appreciate your patience and your understanding. If you happen to notice... The mid-roll this week was introduced with a slightly different 
well, actually, a very different piece of music. That is actually a piece composed by the very talented Andrew Miles, and it is our Ryford theme. It's a little something that we've done to make Death Saving Bros just that little step better, and I am so happy with how it turned out. I think it sounds great. Hopefully you're enjoying it. Hopefully you enjoy hearing it in the rest of this episode and in the episodes to come as our adventurers continue their search in the city of Ryford. But enough about our podcast for right now. Some other podcasts we're highlighting this week, besides our own, are our podcast partners. Our first partner this week is The Gorge Podcast with Ben and Sarah. Hey, I'm Sarah. And I'm Ben. And we both have a lot of opinions about video games. So many, in fact, that we decided we want to talk about them in the most overindulgent way possible. So we made a podcast. This is The Gorge Podcast with Ben and Sarah. Each episode, we find a new video game or game-related topic and spend time gorging ourselves on overanalyzing it. We're here to break down what makes our favorite games so great and what makes our not-so-favorite games not so great. So, if the idea of two geeks gushing about their favorite games sounds appealing to you, tune in every week-ish for a new episode. Or, you know, whenever you want. It's a podcast. It's not radio. Their episodes come out three times each month, and a new one was just posted last week, so go check it out. We're also welcoming a new podcast partner this week called The Comments Section. It's a show that interviews the anonymous trolls, philosophy kings, edgelords, and knowledgeable insiders behind the comments on Reddit and other internet social media sites. The interviews are very well laid out so that you learn more about the person behind the username and how they feel on a topic leading up to what they post and why they post it, rather than just finding some controversial comment and just making that commenter defend his or her position. The newest episode features Dunn Digging and his thoughts on the Q movement, which is something that I hadn't heard of before listening to this podcast. But it's a young podcast that sounds much more tenured with excellent audio quality, thoughtful questions, and a well-spoken host. So we suggest you check it out on iTunes and Google Play or at soundcloud.com slash the underscore comments underscore section. And if you're interested in becoming a podcast partner, send an email with a quick synopsis of your show and a 30-second promo to deathsavingbros at gmail.com. We'll review your pitch and get back to you. And then, bringing it back to our show, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, if you're enjoying what we've been doing, head over to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher and leave us a review. We love the feedback, not only because it helps us get better visibility, but because it helps us create better content for you. For example, if you're enjoying the Ryford theme, head over to iTunes and let us know. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to see what you think of the show. And don't forget, we're also planning a special Halloween episode. Send us your costume ideas on Twitter using the hashtag DeathSavingBros. Join the conversation, and your suggestion will be featured in our 2018 Halloween episode. We're looking forward to seeing what you come up with. And that's it for me. So, without further ado... We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Thirteen. You go first. 
Excellent. So what I'm going to do is, I guess it's just unarmed strikes, basically. So I'm just rolling for attack. I don't have to say anything crazy. Correct. Alrighty. So my first roll for an attack. Add the math here. Ten. Even if that attack does miss, am I still allotted bonus actions? Yes. Oh, shit. Okay, perfect. Because I get a bonus action when I'm... Okay, well, the 10 is a hit. Perfect. She's not wearing armor, so it's 10 plus her dexterity modifier, which is just 10. Wait, what? Unarmored defense is 10 plus dexterity. And she has no dexterity, so it's just a 10. Okay, so yeah, no, I get the hit. Um, the damage die for just fists is... Ooh. It's just a... It's one plus your strength modifier, isn't it? Well, it's different from monks, I think. Oh. It can roll a d4 in place of normal damage for an unarmed or strike. While you are unarmed or wielding only monk weapons, and you aren't wearing armor or wielding a shield... You can use dexterity instead of strength for the attack and damage rolls of your unarmed strikes and monk weapons. You can roll a d4 in place of the normal damage of your unarmed strike or monk weapon. A normal unarmed strike is 1 plus your strength. So, okay, I will do that then. My dexterity modifier is plus 5. Holy shit. So I'll do 1 plus 5. I'll do the 6. Well, um, are you going to do 1 plus 5 or are you going to roll the d4? I'm going to do the 1 plus 5. Why? Because I... You can roll a d4 in place of normal damage of your unarmed strike. Yeah, and you're going to get at least one plus five. Oh. Roll one d4 or get a one. Oh. It's a one anyways. <laughs> I would say it was a one there. Okay, so it's the normal damage. So one plus five. So I got six. the six. And then as per me knowing martial arts, I can do one bonus action. Yeah. Unarmored or monk weapons can make one arm strike as a bonus action. So I'm going to take my bonus action to punch him. And is that a separate d20 roll? Yes. Okay. 21. That is also a hit. So I will take... Roll that guy for... It was a 2 this time, so that would be 7. Okay. And just because I'm showing off for the crowd, I can spend one Kai point. It's called Flurry of Blows. After an attack, I can do one Kai point for two extra unarmed strikes. It, the first one was naturally a 17, so I get that. And the second one was 11, so I get both of those. Rolling 8 damage and another 8 damage. So the crowd is going crazy at this point. Pow, 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 pow. Um, Lamb chop. How do these attacks actually happen? Like, describe how these four blows land. Okay, so the way I interpreted this is if you ever seen the movie Sherlock Holmes, it was envisioned beforehand where you're going to start with the karate chop to the neck, followed by elbow to the solar plexus, and then I'm going to left hook him Her. and then uppercut him. Her. 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 The tiefling. Tiefling. It. They're dirty things. <laughs> And then am I allowed to use your bardic inspiration for... Oh, I guess I already knew the outcome. Yeah, well, you can only add it to attack, Oh, like if I need saving, it to attack. or ability checks. Perfect. Yeah, you can't add it to damage. Perfect. Okay, so those happen, and she reels back, and the crowd is going crazy. They've never seen anything like this happen to Tuva. And the chance of Tuva standing. stop all of a sudden, and they start yelling. You start It starts quiet, but you hear, Jet, Jet. Jet, jet, jet. Plane, 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 
plane. And then uh, Tuva is going to get upset, and she is going to come at you. I'm scared, because I just did enough damage to her to kill me, so <laughs> totaling that up. So now she's going to come at you. Does a 22 hit your AC? So what I can say is my AC is a 17, so that would. I do have one Kai for taking a dodge action as bonus. But no, you used your bonus action. Hmm, do I have any... Let me read my card to see if I have anything that involves reflexive things. Okay, I don't. Then it's enough to hit me. Alright, and here comes her second one. Okay. Well, that one was a two. So she is going to swing at you with one uppercut with her right hand. And she is going to deal only five damage. Same thing as last time here. Just going to start with that first unarmed strike. Naturally a 19. And that time I did nine damage. I will take my martial arts bonus action attack. Your flurry of blows. Or no, this is just no, your bonus. This is just my bonus. I'm not or, spending that Kai point yet. Okay. So let's see, hit her with the first. See, the last thing is she'll. She attacked me. This time I'm going to go for a kick, is what that first move's going to be. And then I rolled another nine for the second attack. Uh, nine will not hit her. Well, I mean, for the. Okay, the I'm sorry. No, I rolled the. It was naturally oh. an eight plus my dexterity, so it was okay. over the ten. Okay. I'm sorry I didn't articulate that. And then the damage for that was a, a second nine. Okay. And it, it, while I'm attacking her, am I seeing anything to determine I should use another Kai point here? <laughs> She's looking pretty bloodied. We're, we're just going to go for it. I'm going to use a second Kai point for another two attacks. No mercy on the champion. It's going to be me. So that was a ten. Okay, that hits. Meat equals a beat. And I rolled another nine. I'm just nothing but solid fours. And then we're going to end it with a... Naturally, an eight adds up to a above ten. And I do eight damage. All right. What does it look like when you knock her the fuck out? It's going to be a kick. Actually, if I get the three shots to knock her out, I want to go readjust my strategy to the final scene from Never Back Down where it's the two punch and then the roundhouse kick combo. Straight to the face. Alright. One, two punch and as she kind of steps back you get a little space to jump up roundhouse kick and she falls flat into the dirt. And the crowd erupts. Jet! Jet! I throw my own hands up in the air. Let out a battle cry. I erupt a little to myself. <laughs> All right. The announcer comes back out and says, I've never seen anything like this. Tuva went down in less than 30 seconds. Jet is our new champion. And he Do raises your arm and then says, please proceed to the back for your reward. I proceed to the back for my reward. All right. And he says, ladies and gentlemen, do you wish for another fight? The crowd erupts. I'm, I'm really in awe just because that actually happened. If you guys want to come to the back room to get this shit done, I think you all have to fight. I kind of figured that was going to happen after you ran out of the ring. Can I be like, hey, I'm his trainer. Can I go with him? 
Only victors move into the reward room. Enter the ring and exit a winner. Oh, but I don't go anywhere without my companion here. Is there any sort of persuasion role there? I'm using charisma. No. Okay. See, I, I train him and I tell him down, so in a way, this I is my I take off my, my cloak <laughs> and my plate armor and step into the ring. All right, Prothean has stepped into the ring and the announcer says, We have another Blackwater contender. Blackwaters, do you have any more? Let us have a real fight. And the crowd is cheering again. Fight, 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 fight. Are one of those supposed to fight him? Because only, only victors are supposed to go in. So I we're being smart about this. I step into the ring naked. I already stripped down. Wow. I, I have a shit. I have a shit. I just gave it me. all to my brother. I passed him by, shoved it in his chest, and just kept walking. All right. Uh, people kind of step away from you. They, <laughs> You're not supposed to go completely naked. Did you already roll for length and girth? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> Separate note, when before I head to the back, can I grab my stuff back from him, or are we still yeah. just bare bones? Okay. What if I don't give it back? And the announcer says, we now have two contenders. This is going to be good. A tag team battle. <laughs> Should we have more? And he motions to the crowd, and he's pumping them up, and they're, more, 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 more. Go ahead, Dash. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> Go ahead, big boss. I'll hold your stuff. I'm good. Oh. Couldn't take a hard pass on that um, one. The crowd is now pushing the both of you forward. What? Fuck that. Fight. 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 What, Can I stay and watch this grab the person start chanting fight closest fight to me? <laughs> yeah, you're watching from yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the reward room door. I'm like, let's do it. <laughs> fight him. I want to grab the person that's currently pushing me and be like, you fight. The announcer sees that you guys are getting pushed forward and says, I think we have two more. Nah, <laughs> I'm good. Hit him with your banjo. I'm just here to hold the stuff. I'm just laughing at the fact I wear nothing under my armor. <laughs> yeah, that's not okay. Chafing. Chafing. That's, probably, that's probably a real issue I gotta look into. Like a lot of leather rubbing down. Everything's just rubbed raw down there like a Brother, doll. when we get back to town, make sure I look into something to wear underneath this armor. When you roll for length and girth, you roll for disadvantage. You two are pushed into the ring and the announcer says, now this is a fight. And for... Ambionitis. I'm gonna jump up on your shoulders and <laughs> tag team this. Four male bruisers step out. One is a dwarf. Oh, I thought we were going to have to fight each other. One is a tiefling, one is an elf, and one is a human. And the crowd grows to a crescendo, and the announcer says, Fighters, go! Roll for initiative. I thought we were going to have to fight each other. I was about to knock Revan's ass out again in his <laughs> new body. I saw that <laughs> happening. I anticipated it. I got a 13. Oh, real quick, what's my armor if I'm unarmored? 10 plus your dexterity. Okie dokie. If I have a negative strength, do I do zero damage when I punch someone? <laughs> no. <laughs> you do one. You do one. Okay. Prothean. I rolled a 13. Brixius. 20 for initiative. Ambionitis. 11. Uh, Dosh. 17. Wow. You never roll that high. <laughs> right? It's not going to matter, though. Because about to be 
knocked the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Brixius, you're up first. You have a tiefling, a dwarf, a human, and an elf facing you across the ring. Okay. Which one looks like the biggest and the baddest? The tiefling looks like he can take a punch. Well, he's going to take one. 11. That is not going to hit. Nice. The tiefling is next. The tiefling is going to roll to give you a uh, drop kick to the chest, Brixius. And that is going to hit. He rolled a natural 18. So he is going to do five damage to you. Fair enough. Dosh, you're up. All right, which one looks like the biggest bitch? <laughs> the elf looks the weakest, but All also right. the fastest. Run up and try and kick him straight in the nads. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is not good. Am I... So I use strength for my unarmed attacks, right? Yes. Okay, 15. That's going to hit. All right. And I hit him with a one straight to the, the sack. <laughs> All right. You hit him in the sack with one damage, and he is going to now have disadvantage on his next roll. That's right, you bitch. I really don't want to have to protect fucking Dosh this entire time. <laughs> Brother, we will guard him. Prothean, you're up. I just deck the human in the face, and I roll a plus strength, right? Uh, 14. 14 will hit. And that is a 1d6. Six? No, it's one plus your strength modifier. Oh, uh, five. All right. You clock him upside the head, and he goes staggering a bit. The human is going to come back at you with a whopping six against your AC, which is not going to hit, I'm guessing. My AC roll with no armor on is 13. So... Because it's 10 plus dexterity. Right, so it's not going to hit. Yeah. All right. It is the it is Ambionitis' turn. Alright. So y'all left the shortest dude to fight the tallest guy here. You bitches. Point him. I wanna go into a rage. Alright. Where is Dosh in relation to me? He has stepped to the right of the ring and is engaged with the elf. Did I see him kick this guy in the nuts? Yes. <laughs> While I approach this dwarf, can I look at him and go, ha To the elf? Yes. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to go and punch this dwarf, obviously at a downward angle, right to the face. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I hope this rolls high enough to have... Can I... Su okay. Can I Superman punch him? Sure. <laughs> like, jump up and as I come down, just crack him? Yeah. All right, cool. So what as, long as, you, as long as you hit him. Fucking do that. Maybe not. Fuck. <laughs> Nine. Did you add your, um, do you add anything for rage? Do I? I know I add two to my damage. I don't know if I add anything to the roll. I don't know. That's what you were saying last time, that you should have been adding two to all of your rolls. No, my damage rolls. Okay. I wasn't adding two to my damage rolls. So nine is not going to hit the dwarf, even though he has the lowest AC. Ah. Uh, nice. And it is the dwarf's turn. He is going to try and hit you. And he rolls a natural one. So your Superman punch, he go, he tries to step back. And as he's stepping back, you miss him. But he trips over his own feet and is now prone. The elf is going to swing at Dosh. Bring it. Does a 13 hit your unarmored AC? It would. All right. But he's rolling at disadvantage, right? Oh, that's right. Because he got kicked in the nuts. That ah. one was a five. 
Ha-ha! And he is now sufficiently recovered from his nad kick. <laughs> he found him. Brixius, you're back. So, I guess I'm just going to try to throw another punch at this guy. And you're swinging at the tiefling, correct? Yes. That is going to be a 16. That's going to hit? All right, so that's going to be four damage. Four damage, all right. Tiefling's turn again. The tiefling is going to, this time, try and hold his one hand and throw his elbow into your face. And that's a natural 20. So that is going to be elbow to the face, and then he's going to turn around as he's coming through and back elbow you. So that's going to be 10 damage to you. All right, and I'm going to parry that one. So when damaged by a melee, spend one of my superiority die to reduce by the roll plus my dexterity modifier. All right. So my superiority die are D8s. Rolled a seven plus my dexterity, so I'm going to reduce that damage by nine. Okay, so he only does a uh, one to you? Yes. That's a pretty good parry. Um, Dosh. Is he, like, bent over at all from having been kicked in the nads? No, he's standing up now. Okay. Kick him in the nads again. <laughs> Kick him in the other nads. No. Um, I want to try and grab him in a chokehold. I want to, like, clothesline him and just bring it in for, like, a... Okay, that would be a contested grapple. Oh, great. So, strength contest. All right. <laughs> Let's do this. Natural 20. Dang. He rolled a five. <laughs> so, you clothesline him doing your uh, one damage, and then Bitch. you also grapple him. Nice. And he is now restrained, so you have advantage against him. Can I be, like, choking him? Sure. Um, is there choking damage? I'm pretty sure there is a way to resolve that. I'm kind of upset you guys let the biggest guy fight the littlest guy. <laughs> oh, grappled is different from restrained. So he's... he's uh, you clothesline him, and you do your one damage, and then he is now grappled. And there, you can be choking him out, but we'll have to see how that resolves uh, on your next turn. Gotcha. All right. Um, it is now Prothean. I go to hit him, another human again, and I am natural 20. Okay. So you are swinging against the human. Uh, so that's two plus your, well, actually, you know what? Because we're in the middle of a fight, let's count that as two hits. So how much damage do you do for an unarmed strike? I have a strength of plus four, so one plus four is five. So you do ten damage. What do your uh, attacks look like? Uh, one to the gut, one to the throat. And the human is now holding his throat, choking and trying to catch his breath, and the crowd is just cheering wildly. You see the people around the edge of the ring like leaning forward, just throwing their arms down in the into the dirt, like, yeah, yeah. The human is now going to try and roundhouse kick you. He is going to hit you with a 18, and you are going to take four damage. All right. Then it is Ambionitis' turn. Okay, so Dwarf Man is on the ground. Yes, he is prone. I have recovered from my failed Superman punch. Yes. Throw him. <laughs> Use him as a weapon. <laughs> to hit everybody else. How much damage does a swung dwarf do? 
I want to people's elbow him. Do you know what that is? Describe it for somebody that might not. Okay, so the people's elbow is one of the finishers of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Respect. So I turn sideways, stick out my elbow, and drop it straight on his sternum. Okay. And it does not feel good. All right. Okay, so I do that. Roll with advantage because he is prone. Fuck yeah, he is. Oh, we don't need no advantage. Fun fact, Brad Richards actually has been people's elbowed by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Honestly, if he offered, I'd let it happen. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be the worst fucking pain. You might die, but it's worse. Third worst pain I've ever felt in my life. So fine with that. I rolled two 18s, so at least I'm consistent. Consistently bad. And you are going to do your damage. How much is that? Uh, uh, five. No, seven. Ha. Uh, rage. <laughs> All right. And it is the dwarf's turn. The dwarf is going to try and swing at you because you are now on the ground with him. A nine is not going to do it. All right. He just took se- an elbow drop some seven feet in the air, and he's going <laughs> to swing. Yep. Balls. Balls. Then the elf is going to come at Dosh. Does a 16 can hit. Can he come at me while I'm choking him out from behind? Oh, yes, he can. <laughs> wow. He can still elbow you. Bring those elbows. Does a 16 hit. It does. All right. And he's going to try and elbow you again. Guess they elbow me twice. Eight is not going to do it. No. He is going to deal you three damage. Brixius. I guess what I'm looking to do is I will throw another punch, if you guys would believe that. <laughs> So, does a 12 hit? It meets, so it beats. Fuck, did you get 12 from? I love that rhyme. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like that. It meets and beats. What's up? You're a fighter. Never mind. Answered my own question. I'm not proficient. Am I proficient in unarmed combat? I answered my own question. Brixius. So, you do four? That is correct. Okay. He is up to eight. And then the tiefling is up next. The tiefling is going to uh, come at you with just a regular old haymaker. And that's another natural 18 against you. Uh, So he's going to do another five damage to you, Brexius. Very well. Uh, Dosh, your elf is up to one damage. No, wait, two two damage. (laughs) Nice. And he is grappled and being choked out so give me a an attack roll to try and cut off his air supply oh jeez oh, god damn it is until ten? death or knockout ten is not going to do it so snap his neck can he, i snap the shit out of his neck no because <laughs> again you still did not roll properly can i whisper just give in into his ear never do it never, never. prothean uh, how bad is the human look? The human is looking like one more will take him down. Give him that one more he needs. Um, I'm gonna go for the throat again. Uh, eleven. It meets. So you do how much so damage? That's another five damage. All right. So you do five damage, and the human. Uh, what does it look like when you knock him down? Uh, I throat punched him with all my strength, so probably collapse his throat. Hopefully. <sighs> all right. So. He goes down, and you not only knocked him out, you killed him. 
And the announcer says, And we have our first death of the evening. Three more to go. And uh, it is now the human's turn. The human is down. I'm going to write him out of the order. Ambionitis, you're up. So I'm still with the dwarf. Okay. Um, He missed a swing at me, right? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm laying on the ground, so I kind of want to figure out how I want to do this. Can I get up and frog splash him? Yes. <laughs> do you know what a frog splash is? I don't. So it's when I get up, jump up in the air, put my hands together, bring my elbows to my knees, and then drop right on top of them. Go yeah. ahead and roll that. The die shows a 17. So 17 plus 4 is 21. That'll do it. And your damage is 4? No, it's 1 plus 4 plus 2. 7. So you do 7 more to that dwarf, and the dwarf is looking like one more is going to do it. Dosh, you're up against the elf, who has barely taken any damage. (sighs) Go finish off his guy. And snap his neck. (laughs) Alright, well you're going to have to roll for that. No, I'm just going to do it. Two. Yeah, that's not going to do it. Uh, Prothean, you're up. I go over to Elf and just, since he's Doss is holding him, just hit him as hard as I possibly can in the kidneys. All right, so you go for the Elf and you are getting him in the kidneys from behind. Roll that. I got a 12. That is not going to do it against the Elf. It is Ambionitis' turn. So the dwarf's not looking good? Dwarf is looking like, is rolling around like Neymar on the ground right now. Oh... I actually get that one. I saw that. <laughs> that was awful. Um, how do I want to... Okay. Um, I already rock... I haven't rock-bottomed in yet. Can I pick dude up and rock-bottom him? Is that just dropping him on his head? No. That's the pile driver. You want to pile drive him? No. The rock-bottom is when you pick him up. Like, you have... Since I'm going to have to pick him up because I'm easy. How tall is this dwarf? Four feet. So I'm three feet taller than this guy. <laughs> so I'm literally going to have to pick him up and, like, throw him, a, like, he's going to be sitting across my arm. Okay. Well, not sitting. He's going to be on across my arm. And then you just take him and just slam him down. All right. Oh, my God. It's right in front of me. Oh. Oh. Nine. Oh, no. Not the rock bottom. It's not Wait. going to- I have that divine thing. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I literally have written down divine thing. And what does that divine thing do? Well, let me tell you. I'm favored by the gods or God, whichever one I decided. I don't remember. Uh, once per rest shitting. Oh, that's okay. Short or long. I abbreviate it so it looks like the word shitting. That's kind of cool. Um, att- if saving throw or attack roll, roll a d4 and add that number to the number. All right. So, yeah. Is the D4 going to be enough? 11. Is going to rock bottom him. Nice. And the dwarf is out for the count. <laughs> the gods wanted to see the rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Brexius. What I'm going to do is I'm going to throw the spinning back fist. Okay. Not the spinning back fist. Will you please describe it for those listeners who might not understand? <laughs> All right. So pretty much essentially... I'm going to throw it like I'm throwing a hard right at him, but I'm going to purposely kind of miss and spin around with my left and take the back of my fist and smack him across the face with it. Okay. 
And I rolled a 14. A 14 will do it. All right, so that does four damage. Looks like one more hit might do him in. But first, he's going to get in another attack on you. And he's going to punch you in the back of the head with... Guess what the number is? Is it an 18? It's another 18. (laughs) God, I wish I could roll that good all the time. You guys would never survive. All right, so he does another five. Dosh, you're up. Two are down. The elf and the tiefling remain. Gonna keep trying to choke him out, I guess. You gonna choke him out, or are you gonna try snapping his neck? Hmm. Go for the kill. Yeah, fuck it. Snap his neck. I'm still yelling from the stands. (laughs) Twelve. Not gonna do it. Dang it. Prothean, your turn. Uh, who's left standing again? So it is the tiefling and the elf. I go to hit the elf again. Sixteen. That's gonna do it. Well, five damage. Right in the gut. The elf is looking bloodied. For those of you that like fourth edition Dungeons and Dragons. Ambionitis. So, dwarf down. Yes. Is Dash still holding this dude, like, in a chokehold? Yes. <laughs> in Cupid's chokehold? I want to roundhouse kick dude in the stomach. All right, right where uh, Prothean just punched him. Oh, he's hitting him too? Yeah. Wait a minute. Yes, actually, yes. I'm kicking this dude. Fuck this guy. I don't care about what my brother's doing or what Jet is not even in the ring doing. This guy is going to get a foot to the stomach. For the record, I'm just enjoying the show. 16. 16 will do it. And... 7. The elf is barely breathing. Between the (laughs) chokehold and the multiple attacks to his stomach, it looks like he might be on his last leg. The elf is going to go, and he is going to try and elbow the person who is holding him down. I wonder who that is. You just need to, like, whisper in his ear some, like, vicious mockery. That is a nine. Try again! Okay, uh, Brixius, you're up. In other words, you're a bitch. All right. I'm going to go for the finisher. I will attempt a choke slam. 16. 17. 17. And your damage is... Four. Four takes the tiefling down with a choke slam. Only the elf remains. Dosh. Give him a nice squeeze around the neck. All right, let's see if you can finally manage to do that. Come on. Just wrap your tiny legs around his torso and just pull. Ten. Nope. God damn it. (laughs) Prothean. The elf is still in a (laughs) chokehold. By Dosh. At this point, he's just wearing you like a cape. Can I grab his throat and try ripping just it out? Just fucking pass out already, oh dude. Oh my gosh, you're going to do a Patrick Swayze? Yes. Oh, oh damn. Wait, you can't fucking do that. Is my arm in the way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dosh's arm is in the way. Oh. I can't rip this man's fucking throat out. I can rip his throat out through my arm. Oh, uh, no, I'm just going to punch him in the chest again. All right, do it. <laughs> 23. Yep. That'll do it, and the elf goes down, and the crowd roars. <sighs> Choke him unconscious, got him. <laughs> the announcer steps back out into the ring and says, Well, was that a fight or what? And the crowd, he pumps up the crowd, and he says, Blackwater contestants, 
Make your way to the reward room. Can I see the guy who pushed me into the ring from here? Perception. 19. Yeah, you see him. He's still on the edge, and he's cheering for you, and he's like, yeah, I knew it. He's pointing at you. He's like, I knew it. I want to use vicious mockery. <laughs> I want to tell him to suck a dick. <laughs> uh, saving throw <laughs> against... 15. Yeah, he fails, and All right. he, he feels... He feels a little bad for having pushed you in the ring. He's also going to take three psychic damage. <laughs> he fades back into the crowd. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. All of your equipment is handed back to you and the crowd parts. And you can see uh, Jet still standing in the doorway. That's my bard. <laughs> and uh, you guys re-equip yourselves, make your way over to the reward room. And sitting an in a chair, you see... Miller Grimshaw, and he's got his hood back, and you see that he has spiky hair. Think a shorter version of Guy Fieri's hair, and but not frosted <laughs> tips. Yeah, but not frosted tips. <laughs> Double gasp. And he's got a little goatee. So literally Guy Fieri. <laughs> but without the frosted tips and not as fat. Give him some frosted tips. Take so literally down. Guy Fieri sitting here in front of us. <laughs> and he says... Well, I think it's time that I give you some information, huh? Can you point us in the yeah, direction? It's about time. I Flavor Town. Heath Ledger's Joker. And that's the end of our episode. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We had a few technical difficulties today, so if the episode sounds a little off, we apologize. Um, we lost internet on three different computers, so <laughs> Spectrum can go suck a dick. Oh, I concur. Oh, you can't say that. So proud of you. Anti-sponsorship. Yes. <laughs> if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter at Death Saving Bros. Please go on there. Uh, reach out to us. We would love to talk to you. Uh, we would love to hear your feedback. Um, we're always up for a chat. You can follow me personally at HB Camper. You can follow me at Benfro15. We're talking Twitter, right? Yes. At B underscore R-I-C-H-A 918. You can follow me at E.S. Nemeth. You can follow me at I-M-A, I'ma, underscore B, underscore rad. And uh, if you like what you're hearing, if you want to help us grow as a podcast, head on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, even on Facebook. If you reach out to us on Twitter or on Instagram, we would love to hear from you. Leave us a review. Uh, five stars is the best, and it really helps us gain some ground in the podcasting sphere. We don't have any sort of marketing budget, so word of mouth is the best way for us to help grow. So share it with your friends, share it with your family. Well, maybe not your family. Uh, share it with your friends. Anybody else have anything that they want to add? I thought we got an entire marketing budget from turning no. tricks on the sidewalk. Um, no. No, we did not turn any tricks. <laughs> I mean, I'll suck a dick for a five-star rating. <laughs> Listeners at home... Listeners in your car, listeners wherever you may be, keep making those death-saving throws, and we'll see you next time.
Eric, I can't wait till you listen to the episodes and hear about how we treated your character after he died. <laughs> I'm sorry, Paul. I'm not. <laughs> You're off the podcast. That's it. Damn it. I always thought I was going to be the first one to get booted. Congratulations, Matt. I think everyone could benefit from this intellectual conversation. I'm sure everyone would benefit from this one. I said, turn around and say it again. <laughs> It wasn't. It was a perfectly fine statement until you started laughing. Hold on, into the mic. We are looking for. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Feels so good not being the only one. I hate it so much that when you guys do that. So satisfying. I'm to sorry, me. Paul. Is there a name to that guy I was talking to a little bit ago? His name is Timmy. Timmy. Keep this part in the episode. Spectrum can go suck a dick. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The songs, Interloper, and Constance are by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License 3.0. The Death Saving Bros theme song is an abridged version of the song Run by Kai Angle and sourced from the Free Music Archive. This track is used with permission under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. You can read the full license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0 slash legal code.